so music plays a large role in radio. It's uh, really ever-present across the BBC, uh, apart from the chat shows. But today, having a chat with me about music is Martin Price, who's... Uh, well, I'll let, I'll let you introduce yourself, Martin. Uh, I'm Martin Price. I'm in my 60s. I'm a statistician. Uh, I work mainly now as a management consultant working with charities and social enterprises. But I, from a musical point of view, I have a condition called amusia, which is basically a dislike of music or non-appreciation of music. And from my point of view, there are only two sorts of music, basically innocuous music and offensive music. Offensive, innocuous music you can ignore. So, and I prefer to ignore music if ever possible, but sometimes it's not possible. So, yeah, when did you first become aware that you might be uh, have a music? Was it when you were younger or recently? I've never been very interested in music. I've never liked music. I don't like going dancing or anything like that. Um, I remember at university in the in the 70s in Aberystwyth, we had all the top bands along. Uh, and I used to spend the time in the bar unless you were forced to dragged onto a dance floor to do something in the dark. Um, we had all the top bands along. I, I do remember having one conversation with Susie Quattro at one point while she was doing, putting away her machine, uh, guitar or whatever. But I, as far as appreciating any of the music, which was would have been you know, cutting edge stuff, I just didn't get it at all. Uh, it does remind me of my father. He was in university in London. I remember going to see Jimi Hendrix's experience and couldn't understand what all the fuss was about and why the girls were. He'd pretend to have an interest because the girls were obviously there. Yeah, but at, at, at school I was never. I mean, I remember the music teacher at school going into raptures about her. You know, we'd, we'd have a recording of Eine kleine Nachtmusik or something, and I just couldn't see the point. It didn't seem to. It, it was just. It was all right. It was there as a noise, but I couldn't see why anybody should feel anything about it, really. And music doesn't give me a, uh, any sort of buzz or anything like that. I discovered the term amusia from a, a BBC programme I was listening to, and there was a, one of the science programmes referred to it. And then from that I went on to... Uh, they referred to a test you could take, do online from Goldsmiths College. And I did the test, and then I, I, kind of was, I got in touch, or they got in touch with me afterwards. And after that, I started getting tests on whether I was properly a music or not. So uh, they'd run, try different tonal ranges and things on me, because I was going out to London on a fairly regular basis for meetings. So I'd, I'd go to the meeting and then pop into the research lab afterwards. At one point, I even had a, a brain scan of, of me, my reaction of my brain to music. It's one of the, or whether or not the brain, how my brain looked. There's this theory that um, there's white matter in one part of the brain, which, which there's more white matter or less white matter in people with amusia, because it's, because one of the things you've got is that there are actually a lot more people with amusia than you would expect. But there, there's. The researchers say that it's about 4% of the population doesn't really get music. But it's sociologically, in society, stopping, not, not liking music isn't, people don't really expect that. So I, th I think there's a lot of people who are faking it. Who are, like your, your person who went to the Jimi Hendrix concert, 
you know, everybody goes to Jimi Hendrix, he's wonderful. So I have to go there and I say it's wonderful. I, I have no interest in Jimi Hendrix at all. But my mates all love it, so I have to, you know, or show I am. Yeah, the, um, yeah, particularly in teenagers, music seems to be a real bonding thing. Yeah, I wonder whether 4% could be higher, because in my mind, probably there seem to be... I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a real fan of music, and I, I find quite a few people kind of switch off or only have a limited understanding. I wonder, I wonder you know... Is it, do, you, do you find it a bit pejorative that people call it a, c- a condition, or do you think that's a good term? People are different, you know. There are people who can, who can <coughs> run well or do sport well. I, I just don't. I have other things I can do quite well, quite good on mathematics or other things, or reading, or right. You know, I, I, I enjoy poetry. I, it's, it's an art. I'm not a philistine in that sense. Mm-hmm. I just don't like music. And music, it's interesting because. If, if I'm feeling depressed, then music makes me more depressed. Um, and every now and again, I sort of think, oh, no, I'm a, you, know, I, 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 you have to fit in with other people. So I remember going to see one of the only musicals I've seen. Well, I suppose a few musicals one gets dragged along to at school or whatever. But I went to see the producers in uh, the West End, the musical version of it. I, you know, I like the film. It's very funny, very good. And I thought, well, it'll be all right. Went with two of my daughters and my wife. And at the end of it, I just got depressed for two days. It was just, I, I just, I just found the whole experience. Maybe because I was predisposed, I wasn't feeling that great to begin with. But it just made me much, much worse. And I, I haven't tried a musical since then because it was. I'm not a big fan of musical theatre. That takes a whole new level. Yeah, because one thing I've been wondering. Um, is when because the music part of them, so I, I can get uh, emotionally touched by I don't know Chopin or, or something. It's, it's relaxing, or um, when I react strongly to music, it's, it's often around music that I remember from my teenage years. So I think there's a you know research that shows that the, the teenagers, the people enjoy music, the, the, the connection you have to those songs won't ever be repeated. They're really strong. But do you think, in your view, do you think actually a lot of people's reactions to the words? and not just the music? Or, you know, well, uh, from my point of view, the, the best sort of music, if you've got to force to listen to music, is stuff in, which is intelligible words in a language I understand, which could be English or Welsh or whatever. Because, you know, I, but I'm listening to the words. So Leonard Cohen, for example, very good poetry, and if you just ignore the musical stuff around it, then they're quite interesting to listen to and they're bearable but orchestral music or instrumental music I just find totally boring altogether yeah. and uh, the, the musician David Byrne who's the lead of the Talking Heads I remember said that um, lyrics are something that to make people listen to the same piece of music more than once there's a certain recognition of that I wonder if you're a rap fan that could be that could, could explain no, the I find rap, rap, rap doesn't I, I just find rap difficult to understand I just don't I, rap just leaves me completely cold I just it, it, it's just distortion of music the worst sort of music with words are things like rounds madrigals you know you've got one half of the choir singing this another half singing mm. something else and the altos are singing the different words I mean that's total what, what's the point you if, if if you can't hear the words properly, what's the point of the song? You know. So that's like torture to you, then, really, for music and muffled words. And well, exactly. It's just it's it's not. Um, and I find opera difficult. I, I've never been to an opera. I mean, I, you watch 
bits of opera, but I, I can see it a little worse than going to an opera sung in Italian. For example. I mean, why would you do that? <laughs> that's a fair question. <laughs> yeah, the way I might work is, is, is that's one of the reasons we're doing this. Um, totally different, because, for instance, I was walking across, it was a rainy morning in Cardiff, so it wasn't pleasant, but at some point, I mean, I brought up an opera and went to University of Manchester, so rain, so it was a great resonance for me. At some point, I saw the rain kind of landing on it as a sheet on the pavement. It looked really pretty, and then it reminded me of a song. I think Ch "Chasing Rain Goes By Shed Seven because yeah, the, water, the water hits and the light and stuff. So, with me, the pleasantness of that experience was backed up by music, and then became it's hard to explain. But really, sometimes music makes me feel more in the moment than I am already. So, if I'm cooking or doing something I enjoy, then I might have kind of bits of music. So to me, it's 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 almost my my reward is al is almost music. So I mean, our minds work so differently. Can be more. No, I, I given the choice, I will always not have music. So I, I you know I, I don't like going into restaurants with music unless it's innocuous music. I can just tune it out. Yeah. Uh, if it's too loud, then I don't want to be, you can ask me to be turned down or whatever. But I wouldn't of choice put music on. You know, I listen to talk radio. I listen to uh, Radio Four, Radio Five Live, Four Extra. Um, radio Wales irritates me because they've got far too much music on it, and you get talk programmes interrupted by you know, a phone-in, interrupted by bits of music. I, I can't. I can't listen to it. I have to turn to something else. I'd probably put a song in this bit. <laughs> <laughs> the other. I mean the. You were talking about music as being something where, which trigger things in your mind. I mean, if you listen to Desert Island Discs, I find listening to Desert Island Discs quite fascinating. The podcasts are much better than the actual programme because because of the rights issues. They only have 90 seconds of any song, which is great because you can only listen to the words. You get enough of the song to see what they're talking about. But there are people who clearly are very keen on music. I remember Kenneth Williams, for example, huge, obviously clearly into classical music in a big way, choosing particular performances of Beethoven's Fifth or whatever it was. But there are other people for whom music is clearly a signifier and not a, they're not, so it's the piece of music, the song that was playing when I met my wife, the song that was, or the, the song that was, uh, everybody was doing when I became leader of the Labour Party, or whatever it is. If you listen to Ed Miliband, I think Ed Miliband, all of his were signifiers, not anything else. And you've got people, there's one person who on Desert Island Disc had no music, P.R. Travers, who created Mary Poppins, very early on when Desert Island Disc was on, and she had no music, she had eight speech records. Because one of the things which I'm interested in is, is other people who are a music, well-known people in music, and I sort of collect who they are. You know, there are Che Guevara was supposed to be, according to the biographies of Che Guevara, he, he, he didn't get music at all. And he wasn't any trouble to anyone, was he? <laughs> well, you know, it's a, does he tell you anything? But it, Ulysses S. Grant, for the, uh, again, you read the biographies, he probably wasn't. The one that fascinates me is um, Sigmund Freud. There's a lot of literature about Sigmund Freud and the relationship of psychoanalysis and music. And he... Uh, he, the analysis looks at, at why he thought music was incompatible with 
psychoanalysis because he used to discourage use of music and so on in it. To me, it was because he didn't get music. But nobody in the literature that I've seen says that. And, and there is, there, and I think, again, even Freud had the society didn't really believe, I suppose, that he didn't like music. So he used occasionally to go to operas, and he liked the Mario de Figaro. He went to the Mario de Figaro. I don't know whether that was because such society meant that that was where you had to go. But the, the literature about Freud and his relation to music is all about whether it's deeply psychoanalytic and so on. I think he just didn't get it. But he, he was interested in art, he was interested in literature and all the other things. But music he wasn't. And the other interesting thing which about Freud, again, an amusia, is the hereditary nature of it as well. Because if you look at Clement Freud, his grandson, he didn't get music either. He had a couple of records where he spoke about over on music. Um, he was the chef and uh, comic writer and uh, raconteur on television and radio. But he didn't, he's another one who, who found music didn't work. And I think that's because the research shows that it goes in families. My grandfather. Um, he was sent to a seminary at age 12 in the north of England. At 18 he decided he didn't have a vocation and left. But one of the reasons yes, he, you know, the regicide wasn't for him, but he couldn't do the musical, the singing. He couldn't do, he was incapable of, of appreciating and doing this. And he, yeah, he lived to be 99 and he still was never very interested in music at all. Music wasn't a part of his life. So we talk about the, the way the mind processes me, um, about Freud and stuff, there is a relationship between mathematics and music, isn't there? Not only with um, some like Bach could be seen to mathematical patterns, but also you can talk about bilingual brains. There's a, there's a claim that the way people process music and play the, play the piano has got a relationship with language. So uh, the way the mind works is, is obviously integral to this, isn't it? As we talk about that, that condition. It's all about mind. The, what, one of the things the researchers found in my, you know, I, I have got nothing wrong with my hearing. I can hear music all right. I can hear it going up and going down. I, I'm a bit, I don't really understand how pitch and tone work. Um, but there isn't anything wrong with my hearing. It's the way I process music. And my way of processing music is, by and large, to ignore it if possible. Uh, and it doesn't give me any pleasure. I mean, one of the researching things was trying to... They, I remember one of the researchers trying to play me different bits of music, saying, is this happy music? Is this somebody trying to make me cry or exciting? You know, if you look at film tracks, film tracks uh, are all about music. And after the first four or five, I just couldn't concentrate on it anymore. I couldn't... We had to abandon it. I just couldn't... They were just bits of music, you know, they were, and I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't concentrate enough to say this is good or bad or means something or not something. I it, it just, my concentration span on listening to small bits of music wasn't there, I just couldn't do it. So, so a film like Jaws or even Psycho, which seems to rely a lot on music, does that, does that film, you, can't, you don't really get to grips with? I can get to grips with the story and the words. Um, but the, the music, music was the bad in George, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, 
I mean, obviously you get the loudness and the, the I suppose, you, you don't go to a film to listen to the music. I mean, I have been to films which are full of music. There was one I remember, there was a Polish film I went to not that long ago with one of my daughters, and we came out of it, and I said, well, it was a total waste of time. I mean, it was a love story, Eastern Europe, uh, and somebody escaped and came back, and they were dreadful to each other and the whole thing. She was enraptured by the soundtrack because it was full of 60s and 70s music because it was about Eastern Europe and, and the contrast between East Germany and the West and so on. And the soundtrack was integral to her enjoyment of the whole film. It, the, the whole thing, I, I just find the whole film a complete waste of time. I, I, when the advice I've given my kids how to relax before going to bed is... Um listening to music, I hope neither of them has got music, because you, you, you would never presumably listen to music in order to chill out. No, I, I wouldn't, I, I, don't, I don't use music, I, I, I have, I've never owned a record, I've not, uh, I don't, I wouldn't waste money on buying any, any, any music at all, unless, I, I, there might, I mean, there might be the words might get out. I quite liked um, Jake Thackeray and in the 60s, the satirical right, Tom Lehrer, you know, the, uh, but that's, and Leonard Cohen. We used Leonard Cohen as a way of getting one of my daughters to sleep. She, was, she had serious problems, she had health problems when she couldn't sleep. I and mean, so when they were sorted out, uh, we used Leonard Cohen for doing that so I can, She's, she's got to the point now where Leonard Cohen appears on the soundtrack of a film and she falls asleep straight away. She's in her 30s now. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it, so at three in the morning you'd be there holding a hand. And one of his songs is, it's three in the morning. and it, yeah, So I know the words to that. And, and I, you know, I know quite a lot of general knowledge about music. I can recognise Beethoven and Chopin and so on. I just wouldn't have to listen to them for pleasure at all. Yeah. Yeah. Beethoven's been in the news fairly recently because people thought that he was totally deaf towards the end of his career, but actually still had some, must have had some ability to listen because he went to the orchestra practice and stuff, so that, you know, that's not particularly related to her music, but she shows that people have got almost like a supernatural belief to music and they want to believe that Beethoven could compose for his death and, 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 and I don't want to be morbid but I don't suppose the, the uh, question what would you have played in your funeral would trouble you too much Martin? <laughs> no I wouldn't I, 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 mean, I wouldn't be there so it's not my problem but I I haven't got a favourite bit of music um, I mean Ulysses S. Grant supposedly had two bits two songs he could recognise one of which was Yankee Doodle Dandy, and the other one wasn't. For me, for example, I'd, I'd convince myself that it'd be relaxing piece of music. So I start one cassette, it was a group of electronic, was either A levels or might be A levels, and that was my kind of, in a way, I suppose everyone's on the spectrum, aren't they? Because in a way, music helped, helped me. I felt the music helped me concentrate. But, do you think there's a, particularly talking about something like Freud, who's a, a, a genius, is there something that a, a mind that has a music is able to essentially focus better on some tasks, such as, like, say, maths or you're a statistician? Do, do you think it's a strength in a way, then, not being distracted by music I, or the emotional I don't form? know. I, did, uh, I, 
from choice, I wouldn't have music as a background for anything. So I avoid, you know, I don't, you know, I work from home, I, I sit on a computer and write things. I, I wouldn't have a musical background. I would make sure uh, I want to concentrate on what I'm looking at, so I prefer silence. Silence is much better than anything else. Yeah, and Wendell, in terms of people um, in, in this day and age, people are always looking for the idea of calmness or serenity, peace of mind and stuff. And I, I, I'd probably find it easier through, through listening to um, music generally, that, that, that helps me. But yeah, not most of the thing, I mean, maybe music is, is, a, is a relatively peace of mind is relatively easier I don't know or, you know would you or is it pejorative to suggest that you've got a less than creative mind you, would you find that a bit no I don't think so. I, I, I you know I, I can I can write things reasonably well I can write stories or whatever I don't like poetry I like poetry a lot and I like the rhythm of poetry and the rhythm of words um, so I'm not uh, I like art and, and literature and I've got a wide range of things I've read and, and, and I get enjoyment from that. So I remember at school being, being I was a, obviously in the science stream at school and we had the choice of music, art or metalwork. And the head teacher was adamant I had to do music because obviously intelligent people had to do music. And I just refused. I said, I'm going to do art. I have an art O-level. I am one of the few scientists who has art O-level. Very proud of doing that, yeah. and I would not have anything to do with music at all it's after that. Point. And then the, I suppose the only thing that strikes me then is, is that creative people, I'm thinking of rapper Kanye West, is amongst other things, uh, what's the word synthesis? Is it when there's, when there's a mixture of people sometimes see music as, as visually and um, yeah, just in terms of the way the mind. Process of music. There was a, everyone's on, on some kind of spectrum on this. So with you, the, the, the Leonard Cohen thing is kind of important, isn't it? Because the, the truth or whatever he has emotion in his music. People say well, he, can't, he can't sing. And equally, Bob Dylan. Um, so also raises the point: what, what is what is music exactly? Because is some performance poets and nearly rappers, some rappers and nearly poets. So it does bring up uh, some questions about how 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 they, they process. Uh, yeah, sound really is what we're talking about. I mean, if, if you're looking at Leonard Cohen, for example, I get as, as much pleasure from reading Leonard Cohen's books on, in, in a book as I would from re listening to it. I don't think I get a lot more from listening to it. Poem, poets are notoriously poor at, tr at, at delivering their work. And if you listen to WBH, he was supposed to be a music as well. According to Wikipedia, there's a list of people who are potentially a music based on their biographies. WBH was supposed to be. But he, you, you, I've heard his delivery of his works, and they're not the way I hear them in my head. Uh, whereas Leonard Cohen's stuff, I can hear his voice a bit in that. Um, but reading them is better than perhaps listening to them. Yeah, I mean that kind of sums up, sums up in, in, in a way that the I suppose the, the only thing the only question I would have then is how would you find your or, or do you need escape? I'm reading Shane Williams, the, the little rugby player's autobiography at the minute, and I'm surprised to find that his escape mode is oil painting. He loves oil <laughs> painting, so that's um, so is it, is it sport or how, how do you kind of 
if you need to get away from it all. I a good book, good a, 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 a well written novel of some sort is, is something to escape inside that um, without distractions of musical noise in the background. So that, that's really what I what I, what I really want. Great, well maybe next time we'll talk to you we'll find out about what books you read, Martin. But <laughs> for the time being, many thanks. Okay.